one is called Kill James Bond, and it's hosted by Alice Caldwell, Kelly, Abby Thorne, and Devin, three pretty well-known internet personalities from the UK who might bring a much different perspective to the James Bond franchise than most podcasts about that. So, Karen, this podcast seems a little more thoughtful. Uh... Ah! <laughs> Hello and welcome <laughs> to an intellectual, refined, critically acclaimed, <laughs> critically acclaimed on the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am Alice Caldwell Kelly. Joining me, titans of the mind, intellectual giants, Abigail Thorne, Devon, and we're so. joined by Mia Mulder. Mia, how's it going? It's going well. You've forced me to watch a James Bond movie. So. We have. It was a good one, though. We've invited you to to our intellectual conclave, mm. where I'm, um, I'm looking forward to share my philosophical insights mm. on the intrigues of this James Bond movie. Alternate vibrators. Alternate vibrators inserted. The podcast of the mind. <laughs> so the thing, the thing that I've done in order to make that intro right was. I have assembled, I have collated every single one of our dumbest drops, and I've put them randomized on a single button. And that's the power that I now have available to me, <laughs> is that at the press of a button, I can hit you with, I have no idea what it's going to be, it could be anything, but I can hit you with... Consequently, we are vitally concerned with unauthorized leakages. Oh, welcome to Japan, Dad. Is my little girl hot and ready? There are you so have, many of these. been made too powerful. <laughs> could be anything. Alternate vibrators. Alternate vibrators instead. But also the, the electrical plate, the thing that the thing that electrocutes the gas and puts them in the shark tank is also on the same board, so we've got to be careful. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Ever since that shark ate Ed Zitron, he's not he's not been well. He's been looking a bit green about the girls. <laughs> oh, oh bugger. We and watched Ed. for your eyes only. Uh the one where the Bond franchise tries to go a bit serious again. It's good uh, again. It's good again. Roger Moore does a bad one, a good one, a bad one, a good one. He alternates. Is that the rule? Is this a is this a good one? I mean, you haven't seen the rest. That's that's just true. This is the only Bond movie I've ever seen in my life, and this one, I mean, it it, it sure is a Bond movie. <laughs> this is the best one so far, I think. I can't believe we forced you to break your lifetime vow to never watch a Bond movie. <laughs> okay, that, that actually, I, I did see The Man with the Golden Gun when I was like seven years yeah. old uh, mm. with a Dutch dub. So this oh. one is like very different. <laughs> the Man from with what the Golden Honk. <laughs> this one like has editing. There is a soundtrack. Like it is technically like a film, whereas some of the early Connery mm, ones yeah. were like, yeah, like zoetropes gonna... of failure. I'm gonna dive right into the synopsis here. Mm -hmm. Firstly, because of the reason that it like destroys, humiliates Abigail's theory that like James Bond is a code name mm -hmm. and that there's multiple guys called James Bond. I moaned. Because we see Roger Moore go to a, a nice English churchyard and mourn the death of his wife when he was George Lazenby. Doesn't yeah. actually say it was, <laughs> could have been an unconnected woman, but all right. 
<laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go to the previous employee's wife's grave. <laughs> this is a little <laughs> bit sus, dude. Yeah, we're just really inhabiting this James Bond thing a little bit too much. No, they only employ guys who have been married to someone called Tracy, just to keep this going. <laughs> yeah, and who died on the same day. Well, yeah, so Roger Roger Moore gets to do a little bit of acting here. He gets to look sad, um, and then as, as he is being wistful and destroying the fan theory that James Bond is a code name, he has a code name. It's 007. It's the same guy. Um, the parson, the vicar, interrupts him to say that uh, work has like sent a helicopter to come and pick him up because it's an emergency. And Roger Moore gets quite a nice line where he's like, "Yeah, it always is." And also, Aww. they killed my wife. Uh, I, I, I am Roger Moore. I am punished Roger Moore in this movie. I'm getting old. He's looking real old. He's like, he looks better in this one than he did in the last one. I don't know what they've done. They've given my man some some of the good adrenochrome. They've like they've changed his hair. He's looking good. I'm not sure about that because I, I I wrote in my notes that he looks a little bit like Donald Trump. Like he looks <laughs> a little bit. He looks but... three times as old as I would expect him to. He's got the like uh sort of like adult diaper walk. Yeah, no. But he get he gets in the helicopter, and as the helicopter is taking off, the, the vicar makes the sign of the cross at him. And Bond is like, hmm, this probably doesn't mean anything. That's a bit weird, yeah. No, oh, a little weird. Um how many times now has Bond gotten into a mode of transportation with a like sealed divide between the front and the back with a guy in the front he doesn't know and then been surprised when the front is like taken control of because I by think. my count it's like at least half a dozen pretty much one every two movies now i mean yeah after a certain time it's his own fault he's been thrown out of planes he's uh, that we've we've seen this happen in a in a cab uh, like, yeah, so exactly what you would expect to happen happens. Uh, a mysterious, uncredited man with a cat in a narrow suit. It's perfect. It's perfect. Legally not. Le I had to look this up too because I had no idea who this guy is, obviously. <laughs> um, so, since I haven't watched any of the other movies, there's just like random guy with a cat who's like trying to kill James Bond for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I no, no context. So I had to look it up on uh, James Bond Wikipedia oh God. Uh, to find out that it's legally not Blofeld. Do we have a no. page on James Bond Wikipedia? We don't even. We're not even mentioned on your Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a mysterious bald man who is who is legally not Blofeld because the name Blofeld was like owned by a different guy who would go on to make uh, a different like parallel Bond movie called Never Say Never Again. Um, instead, in, instead, like it's just it's like not Feld in 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 a wheelchair, remotely piloting behind. Yeah, uh, also. He's still in a neck brace, which yeah. you only need to have one of those seen, on. He was last seen as Charles Grey. Y yeah, being being gay. Yeah. Sort of. But then also the last time... Wait, no, yeah, did he break his neck in the Charles Grey one as well? Well, the last Ooh. we saw of him, he was A, homosexual, and B, being swung through a wall inside his bathhouse up. Prepare my bathhouse I, up immediately, you may remember him I saying. read this as, as sort of like a non... Um, like an out-of-timeline thing, because it seems ah. like it's set pretty quickly after the George Lazenby one. Well, or in, in, it implies in any that case. all of the Roger Moore things have happened over the course of about six to eight yeah. weeks. He 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 like Which kills, I choose to believe. <laughs> he kills the pilot, right? Where he electrocutes the pilot. 
uh, having like, you know, he has them touch the metal plate, right? Um, which is weird because the pilot works for, for Blofeld, but like he, he just kind of kills him anyway. And he's like, kills him for literally no reason. One of my, le- one of my less valuable employees. Um, and then sort of flies the plane, the, the, uh, the helicopter remotely and just kind of like, Wiggles Bond around for a bit to try and like. We love to wiggle him. him. We love to wiggle James Bond. <laughs> and during yeah. all of this wiggling, uh, not Blofeld, not Fels, like cackles menacingly oh, for yeah, what he's... feels like forty-five minutes. Do you want the do you want the worst <laughs> line so in this? Long. The oh, line yeah. that he actually drops. Goodbye, Mister Bond. I trust you had a pleasant fright. That's that's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> That's a straight up Dracula line and voice. I just uh, my response He's to every single. He's not even gay anymore. No, that's not funny. It's not. It's, it's not. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> but he's not even gay anymore. They couldn't even get Charles Gray back. No, no, he's shot entirely from the back. Uh, you only see the back of his head. Um, it's Bond such gets a long control. fucking scene. Oh god, it is. Sorry. Bond gets control of the helicopter, and then I've written Bond theme brackets eighties. Well, well, no, not yet, because Bond first has to do his disability limit break. He has to like <laughs> explo- right, exploit opponent's disabilities. So he gets control of the helicopter, it's chases down move. Blofeld, uh, spears Blofeld on the ski of the helicopter, and then Blofeld delivers a frankly baffling line. <laughs> he tries to like negotiate with Bond, and um. We can do a deal. I'll buy you a delicatessen. I'll buy you a delicatessen in stainless steel. What? I have no idea. Is it, what does that even Dude, mean? Dude, what? what the fuck is that like? Now, the reason like this is restaurant? in is because, is because Covey Broccoli uh, believed, I think falsely, but he believed that uh, the like 1930s mobsters would bribe each other by buying themselves, by like buying their friends delicatessens. He was so like, like, yes, like put a, this in the restaurant. 1980s Bond movie. A reference that audiences in 1981 will be sure to go, ah, yes, of course. Yeah, of course. The, the in Let me look this up steel. on the internet, which doesn't exist. Let <laughs> so, so me call my library's reference desk so I can ask <laughs> somebody who has a job at a library, a thing that existed then, why Blofeld would say, uh, I'll buy you a delicatessen in stainless steel. In stainless steel? Stainless steel. So this... Then Bond wiggles him around for a little bit. Yeah, he uh, does. There's no cackling anymore. No. And he drops him down a chimney. He Fred Dibners him. He straight up kills Blofeld. <laughs> Just kills going, him. Going, going out like Fred Dibner. He drops him down a smokestack. <laughs> And you, you gotta understand, like you gotta see how confusing this is for me because yeah, this I'm is watching your first the movie, exposure right? to James Bond, and he has like killed a man with a helicopter. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, killed, he's killed a disabled man in, uh, with a helicopter by dropping him in a chimney. Um, well, that's a pretty and, good and introduction. Then, and yeah. then, and then the movie starts. Yeah, because yes. this is yeah. not relevant at all. It has nothing to do with the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yes. I was legitimately worried that this was like a continuous series where I had like missed an nope. episode. Oh no. my god. Oh, so, so that that's fun. Yes. Fully irrelevant. So the reason why that scene was written was because this was 
written at a time when Roger Moore was considering stepping down from being Bond. So this was sort of written for like a, a potential new actor to try to tie him back into the series. Yeah, one Real Timothy quick. Dalton. Uh, ah. This this script was written for Dalton, and we'll get to that later. But Ooh. first, we have. Are you aware of what decade? What decade it is? They've they've really wanted Dalton to be Bond because mm. they considered him for this, but they also considered him as a replacement for Sean Connery in the first place. Yeah, when he was like nine. What? It, yeah. What if he's he was like groomed as a child <laughs> to be to oh, be so James much. Bond, and we'll get to the, the the Dalton movies, and I think they were right to do that. But anyway, um, are, are you aware of what decade it is when this movie comes out? Because it's the 1980s, and you were gonna learn that from this title mm. sequence, Sheena Easton. Um, and again, you're gonna be like astonished by my doctrine here, but this is my favorite Bond theme. Yeah, so far. Hands down. It's gay. It's gay, baby. It's gay. I, I like I, I like the beeps. I like the beeps yeah. a lot. There's like I really like the beeps. I like the synth beeps. Um The lyrics not... are you can see so much in me, so much in me that's new. I never felt until I looked at you. And my notes here say, Why am I crying? I, <laughs> genuinely, there I, is like I definitely something didn't get the about same thing out of this, this movie. You did. There's 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 a vibe about this movie. I, me and Abby have found that it's gay. Uh, it's gay. It's gay. It's gay. It's a gay <laughs> movie. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's the best Bond theme because it's not technically not at all. No, it's not Shirley Bassey. But like, yes. it's definitely the most emotionally affecting to me because it's got the beeps, and I like the beeps. Um, mm. you got you got to have the beeps. Um, all right, so. I'm now so we have upset to that we only mm. got like two properly seventies mode Bond films. That's true. This is so heavy. Yeah. Live and let die with the like make on the white pimp mobile thing, mm-hmm. um, and then all the music from the Spy Who Loved Me was firmly seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now and that's it. Now we're just a start of the decade, nineteen eighty one. We're just right in there with. Uh, we, we've got synths, we've got Sheena Easton, we've got like uh, weird colours. Uh, yeah, no, it's cool. We've got gay um, stuff, but we're not allowed to call it that because we've got Section 28. Mm-hmm. So, as ever, right, we've we've gotten to what we've seen as sort of the high watermark for at least the more movies, where they stop coming up with new scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. this movie is like a, a remake of a remake of a remake. Um... Which means our inciting incident has to be like uh, the British. The British armed forces get something jacked off them. Also, uh, there's yeah, they have to get jacked off. Have you heard of getting jacked off? Well, they have to get jacked off. This is uh, a thoughtful no. podcast. That that's true. That is true. Balls cue. Cool. So <laughs> I hate that you have that fun so much. <laughs> Here we are, vitally concerned with our unauthorized leakages. Uh, yeah. So so there's a boat. It's a boat. It's a boat. It's got a it's got a, a missile system on it called ATAC, which they use to it's coordinate a, the nuclear spy subs. ship. Yeah. It's a spy. It's a British spy it's got ship. Selected decoder on it. Yeah. yeah, it does. One thing I didn't really get though, because like they're on they're on a they're on a fishing thing, right? Mm, like yes. a, like a fake con- concealed spy ship mm-hmm. uh, yeah. pretending to be a fishing ship. Uh, I, I'm I was confused if they're doing espionage or if they're coordinating missile subs from there. It's both. They're doing both. But why uh, are they doing both? Because you can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah. And because you have to have that cool visual of the guy going down through the like uh, superstructure of the shitty trawler. 
and then going into the like nice clean air conditioned control room um, where they have delector decoding machine or, or whatever the MacGuffin is called this time, the ATAC. The ATAC. Did um, make a note that this boat has to be like a TARDIS of some kind because that ship is way smaller until they enter that control room. Yeah, which is like a, also a small once it's building. sunk and Bond goes into underwater, it's suddenly huge. It grows yeah. several sizes Spo when you put it in water. Spoiler like alert, it plant. sinks. And, yeah. and the way that it sinks is they haul in a sea mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, just picture the, like, you know, sea mine from either Minesweeper or Hot Fuzz, depending mm -hmm. on your generational touchstone. Um, they haul in that, it touches the whole thing explodes, boat sinks. They try to, like, self-destruct the ATAC, but the guy can't reach it in time before mm -hmm. he is, like, horribly drowned. Yeah. Uh, and so now there's there's a British decoding machine just at the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's later revealed that this is actually just an accident. It's not like it's not yeah, like this was an arranged by Spectre or anything. This just kind of happens. There's there's kind of an implication otherwise later, but um, so. But then Gogol's back, baby. Gogol, our boy, ah, the, the man himself in his office with the big chair. The head of the KGB. Oh, comrade, this is very late at night. However, I am doing a large amount of sex to this blonde woman, so I was awake anyway. Uh, really I love, I love General Gogol. He's so, so good. Um, it's like, oh, we should, we should try and obtain this de decoding machine. Um, and then, of course, this would be the point where we cut back to to London, and and then M. he goes to Spectre Island, and there's a guy on it called Red Grant who he hires <laughs> to try to get that. Like to decoding machine for the Russians before before the English can get to it. Um, yeah. And also, Bond meets a sort of kind, heavily accented father figure that helps him out the whole time. Also, there's um, a scene where he's met in his room by a woman who comes out of a shower. Also, oh. <laughs> it's the same movie. It's one film. We make it one film, different settings, sometimes, every it's the time. Same fucking movie again. <laughs> But I mean, normally we would cut back to M and we'd do this exact same scene yeah, but with Bond, M but this is time, fucking dead. Yeah, M sadly, dead. sadly, Bernard dead. Lee is dead. So instead, we go to Greece, where, where there's a sexy lady who goes. There's a sexy lady who goes to meet her uh, father, Jeffrey Epstein, who is <laughs> whose who's first line, incidentally, is give you a nut. <laughs> intellectual podcast. Yeah, um, uh, he, he's a marine archaeologist. He's going to be dead in two minutes, so don't worry. But this sexy lady goes to meet her father, who's a marine archaeologist on a boat in Greece, uh, and then her parents both just get fucking iced. Um, yeah, by, she's, by the she's, person who the, drops her off. Yeah, yeah this like, Cuban guy like, flies her in and then machine guns her parents from the same seaplane. Uh, so, so, so Jeffrey Epstein and wife are compromised to a permanent end, mm -hmm. and and we see this 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 beautiful woman, their daughter, sort of uh, swear revenge. Also, Jeffrey Epstein has a parrot. This will be important later. Yeah, he has a talking um, parrot. It's cru crucially important. Yeah, he has a talking parrot. Yeah, give you a nut. Yeah. Intellectual, intellectual, intellectual. Particularly acclaimed. So anyway, we're currently doing our our fast witted scene by scene analysis that mm. we're so well known for. Um, that was a sweet <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bond goes back to London. Uh, Money Penny is there. Bond and Money Penny are looking so old at this mm -hmm. point. Uh, they have it, a kind it, of like charming and yeah, MG, it's like, like the word I would use is comfortable. It's yeah. like an old married couple almost. They're yeah, like, like they're flirting, it's like two but it's not like chairs talking nasty. to each other. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I said oh, it's like two brown chairs. <laughs> 
Please explain that in detail. It's just like old, old furniture. They're just, they're just kind of old and comforting. They just like they both belong in my grand's house. Like, it's just kind of I like old. Yeah, no, yeah, I can see cool. it. I, yeah. see, I mm. see. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah it, 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 a bond is less of a danger now, yeah. and it's more kind of like charming. Uh, yeah. all right, you, he's like, you, you, he's like an old man who's no longer dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you, you, a, can, a... you can write the next scene yourself, because the next scene is, Bond, what do you know about MacGuffin? Uh, well, sir, everything. Um, only it doesn't have M in it anymore. Uh, it, so it has, like... Some sort cunt. Of, some <laughs> cunt doing a fucking Julian Fellows voice. Mm -hmm. Like, just I say, rude. Bond, what do you know about MacGuffins? He's just, like, rude to Bond, which is, like, normally we would like. Yeah. But, um, but the, the long and short of it is, there's this computer system that uh, controls Britain's nuclear missiles sitting at the bottom of the ocean. If anyone fucking finds it, then all our nuclear missiles are buggered. Uh, so we hired we hired this fucking marine archaeologist secretly off off the books to go and find it for us because he does underwater shit. Um, but he's now mysteriously dead. So Bond, uh, go and find out who killed him in Greece. Hmm. Go to so go to Corfu and find hmm. out what's what's going on and who killed Jeffrey Epstein. Well, um, they know. I think they they even know from that scene who killed him. Yeah, they know yeah, who yeah. the Cuban the like guy. hitman was, and they know where he is. Uh, and Bond's briefing is like, yeah, just go to next location and apply pressure to this man to find out who hired him. Mm -hmm. um, so, so Bond goes there. It's actually, it's actually not Greece. It's Madrid. He goes to a villa outside Madrid where this guy is, um, and we get a little shot of some women by the pool, uh, which we're going to talk about for the next hour and a half. So, <laughs> Yeah, shall I do a quick reading? Do you want to do a quick reading of what the little Amazon trivia thing that pops up mm. next to the screen uh, says during this entirely unremarkable shot of like a pool full of women in bikinis? Yeah, it pops up in the corner. It says, General Trivia. Uh, one of the mm -hmm. Bond girls was played by Caroline Cossey, also known as Tula, who was later revealed to be a male to female transsexual. She appears as one of the poolside girls in a white bikini. This is quite noticeable in the ungainly walk. Now, let me tell you, listener, <sighs> it is not. <laughs> I posted a clip of, of that scene without highlighting who she was, and pretty much every girl in it was guessed at least once. Yeah, it's impossible to tell. It genuinely. And also, she's in this movie for like three seconds, but... Um, is that, honestly? Yeah. She was also a like distance... a professional model. Like... Mm. Mm. And this, like the this sun, the sun outed her. The sun outed yeah. her. After, uh, but it, after this movie, they're, they're much like they're much better now. They wouldn't do anything that evil. Yeah, now. I haven't looked at them in a while. I imagine. I'm pretty I assume the British, British media has a great recently. relationship with trans people, especially trans people in the public eye. I have not checked. Mm. I will not be checking. That's right. Uh, I, am, I am looking forward to a future Bond movie where we can have transsexual pool parties without <laughs> controversy. Right. <laughs> This is this is the kind of vision of inclusion that uh, that, that woke James Bond will offer us. Mm. Um, That's yeah, literally so what I what I had also in my notes, where it's like because I I could not. It's again, it's impossible to tell, oh. right? So I'm just assuming that every single girl in that scene is oh, actually trans. That is true. Every, every woman in this movie is trans. Uh, anyway, well, so Bond there's 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 something a little bit uh, dare I say. Hauntological about this, um, because no, when she dare. when she was outed, the, um, the news of the world, <laughs> the news of the world said <laughs> Caroline Cossey used to be a man. That was the framing that they used. Nowadays, um, but they referred to her with like she and her pronouns, and they kind of gendered her correctly. But they said she used to be a man. 
nowadays um I don't think they would do that. Now no, I think male, they would say male, male infiltrator. Yeah, now they would describe uh, her as male. So I think we have in fact gone backwards. Um in that we have it would be considered sure politically controversial to refer to her as a woman now. Um Mm. That's just a nice little factoid for your thoughtful. Yeah, just a nice little thing to think about how podcast. the mor the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice, and it only goes one way. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so bo Bond, Bond, we're, ba we're back to our nonsense boy, James mm -hmm. Bond. Um, like does some infiltration. He like sort of like wanders up a hill, um, and like sees uh, a, a guy with like steel rimmed glasses and his mate come and pay off this Cuban hitman with a briefcase full of money. Uh, whereupon uh, Bond sort of immediately then does his next move, his next special move, which is getting himself captured. Mm -hmm. he, like, he, he just instantly. He's terrible at sneaking. Um, he, he like tries to sneak a bit closer to see what's going on and uh, he, gets, he gets jumped. Um, and then as he is being sort of led away, um, our Cuban hitman gets fucking got with a crossbow bolt in the back as he's diving into the pool. Uh, I gotta say though, I think it's pretty like a Chad move to have captured like an, a secret agent in your pool party, and <laughs> instead of actually doing anything about it, just being like. Yeah, just get a quick swim first. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Also, Gonzalez's Gonzalez fit here is like those short, short shorts, which I really appreciate. Oh, like that's so small. That's the like the inseam length that you want to see. Uh, <laughs> so like in, in the confusion, Bond kind of escapes and he finds the woman who fired the crossbow bolt, who is Melina Havelock, the daughter of international nonce of mystery Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's a fucking smoke show. Ten out of ten, mm -hmm. dime piece. Uh, I, 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 listen. The first, first Bond girl in a while since, um, since Pussy Galore's Flying Circus that I've been uh, turning the squirt bottle on myself here. But like, she kind of looks a little bit like if me, Mia, and Alice all did the Steven Universe fusion dance. <laughs> oh God, it'd be so tall. Yeah. Very true, actually. Yeah, mm, we'd be very yeah. tall. Jesus, absolutely. So, yeah, she's fantastic. She's... <laughs> I don't know. She's got dark hair. Everything. Like, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. No, about no. She, anyway. she looks good. She looks good. She looks well, good. she's not um, American or blonde, so I'm afraid not. But but good effort. Mm. Um, yeah. No. We're we're into the thing of like uh, the the transsexual Alice feelings of hmm. Do I want to have sex with this woman or look like this woman? Porque no the, the answer is always both. Yes, that's true. Always both. That is true. <laughs> I, she she looks like I want to look when I grow up. And if you tell me this actress is younger than me, I'm gonna kill you and then myself. Oh uh, God. I don't want to know now. Not yeah. Bond takes her back to his car, um, and we get a brief scene of the car just completely detonating. That's a comic. That's the comic relief. It has yeah. burglar protected on the window and a little sticker. The guy tries to like break the window to get in, and it fucking goes up like a like a Incredible. like an IED. And then and then Which later on, he was mad at him for this having happened. Why? Bond, so, what if someone tries to steal that. your car when you park it in like a city? Yeah. What if somebody what just like lies and someone bumps into, into you? It. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond's fucking vehicle-born improvised explosive device. Yeah, yeah. it's so fucking the funny. So he's like, well, I hope you have a car. Uh, and then we come to a, a, another genuinely charming thing, right? Which is, I'm not sure if this movie invented it, but it's certainly, it's, it's one of the earliest antecedents of it. It's something that the Bourne movies have done as well. 
uh, which is uh, Chase in Silly Little Car. And oh, I fucking so love these. It's the she's best a, car chase in the franchise so she, far. She's got a, a, a yellow Citroen 2CV. Um, and they, they, they are immediately being chased by the evil spy cars. And you can tell that they're evil because they have the like yellow French headlights. Um, and everything about this rocks, right? Like, it's a great way of making uh, James Bond sort of the underdog, is to give him the shitty, funny little car. Um, so he has to outdrive them. He doesn't have any gadgets. And we get this such a good car chase. Incidentally, a little a little detail, uh, he asks if he can drive before just taking the wheel from her, mm -hmm. which is like, she just Sean the first Connery bit and then, yeah. would, would yeah. not have done. Uh, in fact, if, if you remember way back in Doctor No, it was a thing that Bond hated letting himself be driven by mm. a woman. Uh, so there's there's your little sort of barometer of social attitudes when then now we're into the there's a really the there's a really funny moment where um in the narrow streets of Corfu the henchmen get stuck where behind a bus that's coming the other way and they're like beefing and like they're arguing with each other and one of the henchmen just like shoots his gun like in the air over the bus and the bus is like shit okay we're backing up it's, it's very funny <laughs> yeah, the, the whole the, time that, great by bit. the way the, I think by the way that that shot is like the last shot of the entire car chase because after mm. this. Uh, the little like shitty car that that Bond is in that that gets flipped over and they can, they just put it back on the road like when things happen. And I, I so love good. all the cars where you can just do that. Mm. Yeah, just flip but, it back upside down. There's another great shot right where um they, they sort of pull level with Bond in the two CV and he just like uh, for a second he fully does the like OSS Sandy set like look to camera and grin and it's fucking <laughs> great. I just like that's the one time when I've got the smarm thing like on side for me as being like ah mm -hmm. oh, you jammy bastard. <laughs> it's like yes, perfect. So there's something else that happens in this scene that I didn't realize had never happened before. Mm. But Bond makes a little comment during this car chase. He's just like something yeah, like, I love, a, love, this a, too. love a drive in the love country, drive don't in the you? Countryside. And she, she laughs, laughs at his jokes. She laughs at his joke. And I was like, oh, fuck, they've never thought to have that happen yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they've never actually had someone like his joke. <laughs> because it's not at her expense. It's just a kind of like it's kind of at both of their expense, I suppose. Yeah, it's and just like, like a fun moment. Yeah, they have a, almost a little bit of chemistry, which is very weird. Um, it's nice. This bit is nice. Yeah. It's it's a nice scene. Um, so like they they escape, uh, and Bond sort of like tells her you have to you have to like stay out of this because they're gonna try and kill you, right? And she's like, I don't want to. I have like sworn revenge because I'm half Greek, and that gives me a fiery passion. Please tell me you got the drop, temper. Alice. Please. Oh, oh, did I ever get the fucking drop? The Chinese have a saying: before setting out on revenge, you first dig two graves. Mysterious music. Chinese have a saying: attack and receive. That wasn't the drop I was gonna. I was expecting. What, what was what, what? What drop did you want? Because Bond says, "Don't take revenge, don't do it," and she says, "I wouldn't expect you to understand. You're British." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, "I'm half Greek, and Greek women like Electra always avenge their men." I I heard that too, and I'm like, "Are you what?" <laughs> I'm half Greek. You sure about uh, that? Okay. I did, I, I did I did Erasmus in Athens, and as <laughs> such, like Electra. I, I never, I, I never give up the quest for vengeance. Sure, uh, but I was Dutch, which was... means I'm always high. 
<laughs> it was like a really, it was a pretty good line, but it was very strangely delivered downstage, right? Mm. She's, yeah. just She's like facing away from him. Straight into the camera. Mm. So, so, so Bond like convinces her to like leave it alone for a bit, right? Mm. And, and then he, he goes back to, to London to meet with Q. Computers! Uh, computers! Really oh, good more MacGuffins. Now, I, I, liter literally, like... If we could identify that someone, why don't you try the identigraph? Mm. <laughs> At this, yeah, I just wrote, oh, fuck, of course. <laughs> and I love this, too, because it's, oh, it's so obvious that like, they wrote themselves into a hole being like, we killed the guy and we have nowhere to go now. We just have to have a science fiction device tell us where to go. The, you mean <laughs> the, the identigraph? <laughs> Head on down to QLab, use the identigraph, idiot. Yeah, it's got everyone's skull shape in it. <laughs> and then they played The Sims 4 for like a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's it's like a combination of that and like the Oblivion character creator. It's like <laughs> yes. the Identigraph is a room-sized computer uh, it, it, where Bond like I am sits, John Henry Eden <laughs> sits describing a dude, and then Q like cycles through a bunch of like possible sliders like for what this guy would look like. Four different presets as well for like his four yeah. different hairstyles. Yeah, I think he was an it's like such a monster factory. It's a Breton with long hair. And in universe, this takes them all day because Q's assistant is like, oh, do you want anything? And he's like, no, no, you can go. We'll be out this all night. Like, the, the, by the end of the scene, Bond's like taking his jacket off and like. Yeah, there's like a nice bit of scene setting where when she comes in, she's like, oh, do you, do you want anything? And she's and uh, Q's like, yeah, just a coffee. And th then like you cut to Bond with his jacket off and there's like they have like four cups of coffee in front of them. It's really and good. still working on the thing. It's genuinely, yeah, it's quite good. You also um, get like a, a very strangely not delivered in Q voice line from Llewellyn. Yeah. Which I think, because he puts the nose a bit too long and Bond's like, uh, nose, Q, not a banana. And he just says like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Like very quietly, <laughs> like, he forgot he this was acting for a second. This happens several there. times too. Like he keeps making like r mistakes, and he's like, "Oh, sorry." Oh. And it doesn't Q. add anything to the scene except for just yeah. making it longer. Because Q is so fucking old in this scene. Yeah, he's so old now. My man's gonna get older. There's e there's even a scene which is very brief, and I wonder if you noticed this as well, where Bond is talking on the phone to Tanner, saying he's got a positive ID on the identificator, and. Desmond Llewellyn is just... Oh, my God, mm. I'm so sorry. That's a, a gen generic term now. Desmond Llewellyn is just staring at the camera. Like, his, <laughs> oh, his face is perfectly neutral, and he's just looking dead at the lens of the camera. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, buddy. Oh, you <laughs> good, my man? Oh, God. Do try to reverse the aging process in time, 007. Some of that uh, VO5 shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> But the guy, the yeah. guy with the glasses, who paid off the very hairy henchman in the shorts, is his name is Emil Belgian. Belgian Emil Locke, mm -hmm. which they He's find got... instantly the second they have this face. Yeah. The computer yeah, yeah. just tells them he, who he it is. He escaped from yeah. prison by strangling his psychiatrist. Uh, he's wanted for a series of like grisly murders mm -hmm. uh, across Europe, and now he's an enforcer working for Greek smuggling rings. Mm-hmm. So we obviously this this leads us to uh, Bond. You must go to Greece. You must go to next location. Um, Are we in northern not, Italy? 
We're in no, we're in a ski it is town. Italy. Ski town we in Northern Italy. Italy. Yeah, because he, like, he was like recently seen in Italy, I guess. Yeah. So so yeah, he has to go and like uh meet his his MI6 contact, who is a guy called Abel Ferrara, who is not that interesting. Uh, and Ferrara introduces him to his contact, who is interesting. Who is really interesting. Really fucking interesting. His name is Aris Christatos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is uh, he, he's a war hero. And there's some ideology here, because the line is, uh, he, he thinks he knows uh, who, who Locke is working for, a guy called The Dove. Mm. Uh, and in fact, I, I have the, the line here somewhere. Yes. Drugs, white slavery, contract murder. In the Greek underworld, he is known as the Dove. Yeah. Very sick joke. I, I really like white the like slavery. jaunty music of it. Drugs, white slavery. Uh, yeah. But uh, they they know each other because we fought together in the Greek resistance and against the communists. Uh huh. What, mm. what happened in in Greece after after the, the war? Well, anyway. Uh, so- I assume it was all fine. It's it it was it was fine. It was nothing fine. to worry about. Uh, and Christosus has been like given the king's medal for like heroism, uh, for like his work in the resistance during the war, and also he has a protege, mm. BB Dahl, mm-hmm. and BB Dahl is an ice skater. She does not have an ungainly gait. <laughs> oh, good god! And I I I guess. For the first time since Doctor No, we once again have a, a, a character in a Bond movie whose whose deal is horny child. Yes, which is mm. unsettling. It's fucked up. I, I had this in a very indefinitely in my notes that like this, she looks, she looks like she could be both twenty five and twelve at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not quite sure concerns. which one they're like going for either. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, she sees Bond, and she's immediately like, "I got to get some of that Bond dick." I need that old man cock. That old man penis. <laughs> like, what are you um, talking? It's, <laughs> it's without a doubt the horniest character in a movie that I've ever seen. Mm. And she, that happens, but that happens like more and more as the movie. I mean, progresses. you should subscribe to our Patreon and hear about it in the name of the rose. Um, but oh god, uh, yeah, Christatos says that she is innocent in the ways of the world, which which. <laughs> Ah! And also, like, we're not quite sure whether the vibe we're meant to be getting from Christatos here is like fatherly or like avuncular or nonce or what. And also, another thing that leads you to remember that this was written for Dawson, right? Her deal is she, even though she wants to fuck everybody because she's a horny child, again, gross, uh, she doesn't want to fuck uh, like Christatos, right? Because he's too old. He looks younger than Bond. Yes, he does. Than Bond. Significantly younger. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, so I think the... Olympic athletes are about this horny. Mm. That's, that, that is true. That is true. Uh, that is... Inter... What? <laughs> no, Olympic athletes fuck yeah, a lot. No, like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, big time. Get, get yeah. Absolute yeah, but, explosion but, of STIs. Um, yeah, but they sh- surely they fuck each other. They that's do. True. Olympic villages is a fucking like orgy, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, all yeah. Through. That's that's so, what I mean. I, I, yeah. I feel like they don't fuck random old men who walk by the Olympic <laughs> village. That's fair. That's true. You say that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Actually, no. So so like, sure. oh my god. 
So find the dove and you'll scene. find... Well, if you find Locke, you'll find the dove and he's the real bad guy. Yeah. He probably he's, killed he's Jeffrey Epstein because remember, we need to find an underwater computer. Incidentally, the actor who played uh, Christatos was actually uh, like a, a shortlist contender for replacing Connery. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, he's good. He's true. very charismatic. Good. Yeah. So, uh, but Bond stumbles upon none other than Melina Havelock, who has, mm. I guess, traced... Uh, like done her own detective work and like traced Locke to Italy. Mm, um, note: She got a note. She got surely. a note fr- allegedly right. from James Bond. From James, yeah. You're right. You're right. I forgot this. Yes, but, it, but alas, it was not from James Bond. It was a trap. And as she is like purchasing, you can tell by the ungainly. <laughs> 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 Cut that out. No, okay. absolutely but, not. Absolutely not. So as she is purchasing crossbow supplies, <laughs> yeah, uh, she lost a crossbow on the previous. <laughs> she lost a crossbow on the previous one, so obviously she's like new location, new crossbow, baby. What do you got? You can't take a crossbow through airport security. Well, you can probably you? could in nineteen eighty one. You probably could. Yeah, even then. This, is, this is before nine eleven. You can take anything on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> if it's declared, I'm pretty sure you actually can still. And it's not explosive, so it's probably fine. Yeah, it's not okay, water. So, or like, anything. a couple of guys on on like um, bikes try to run her down. Bond saves her life by like grabbing the um, like the safety barrier from the outside of a car park, and he hits a guy with it, and it makes fully the like go to horny jail <laughs> noise. Bonk. Like, bonk. it was bonk. a really good bonk. Yeah, <laughs> he bo- he bonks that guy uh, to death, and he flies away. Yes. He only semi-bonks uh, the other guy. Yeah, he bo- he bonks th- he bonks these two guys, and then uh, he has to like go spend some time with with BB Doll. I want to. No, first, there's a very touching scene where he, mm. he Bond takes Melina away on a little sled and is like, for the second time, please like stay out of this. You're gonna get yourself hurt. And she's like, no, mm. no, I'm half Greek. I must take revenge. And like he, he's genuinely quite sort of caring. He's like, look, I know this is difficult, but. Like I am a professional of this. I can't, I wish I could tell you more. And it's actually like quite a, it's quite a sort he's of like touching aged, scene. He's aged into it a bit. Although he is technically yeah. kidnapping a woman at he this is, point because he he's is. like he has he has bundled her into a sled. And then every time she says, "Okay, stop the sled," he like tells the guy via vante, uh, <laughs> and the guy looks back over his shoulder as they're like sort of making up after arguing. He's like, "Oh, more, more." Which so, is like, wild, also, by the way, because they're not have like I'm not picking up romantic vibes. No, here. If, no. If I it's was like, a driver of this, I would be like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> it is this at, man's at, a kidnapper. At, at best, kindly uncle. Yeah, uh, but so uh, I want to go a little bit further back, even slightly, um, okay, because okay. during the during the motorbike thing, mm. Bond sees uh, sees Velas and nips into a flower shop. To sort of escape yep. from her sight. Yes, he, he does. While he's in there, he just like orders twelve white lilies as like something to do as like a front for why he was in there. Then when he goes out, he knocks one of the guys on the motorbike through the window of the flower shop, and the the last tries to give him the flowers, and he goes, "Send them to the funeral." Bada bada. And this was this was fully my like Union Jack parachute <laughs> moment where I just put my head in my hands and went, oh, you daft old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the, exactly the vibe that I had for this movie. It's, oh, you daft old bastard. Uh, yeah, so, great, fantastic. Bond mm-hmm. puts this guy in horny jail, kidnaps a woman, 
Um, but and then like he has to like spend some time with Bibi because he's been asked to like escort her by Aris, right, her like okay. protector. And um, what I have here in my notes is Bond refusing an opportunity to nonce? Question mark. Yeah. So uh, he gets he finds a blonde American who's like very horny in his bed in his hotel room. Um, completely and she, naked under the sheets, by the way. Yep. Yeah, uh, and, and and she's an Olympic athlete. Uh, and she's mm. like, let's shag. Uh, and he turns her down. He doesn't explicitly say it's because she's too young, but he has this line where he says... Oh, I have the line. Yeah? I have the line. Yes, well, you get your clothes on. I'll buy you an ice cream. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's it's kind of... It's. I think it's like a very good scene that he doesn't explicitly say like you're too young for me, but the fact that he is aware of that, like he turn, as you say, he turns down the opportunity to nonce. I think mm. it's it's growth. Yeah, they've been reading our tweets. And they just <laughs> so this is clearly set up sort of as a parallel to the scene in From Russia with Love, where Sean Connery comes back to the hotel and Tatiana's in his shower and as she mm. moves naked to his bed. And it's mm. it's quite nice that they used that because it's trying to set us up that we think he's going to do the same thing again. But then he goes, "No, you know what? No, don't, bit don't young. want to." And I, I thought that was quite nice actually. Yeah, <laughs> he's grown on, on me. The in other this hand, movie, which is the, the, the one problem is that like the thing that makes us like him, uh, this like being slightly older and slightly less you know aggressive and uh, a bit more sort of like you know a bit nicer is exactly yeah. the same thing that like. Uh, you know, makes producers go like, yeah, you can't, you shouldn't do any more James Bond movies. Mm. You sh we should replace you with with another man, mm. uh, who who will be, you know, more sexually aggressive and stuff. Because like, in particular, that line did like, oh, I'll buy you an ice cream, whatever. That was really felt uh, at at that time that it like it reminded audiences too much of how old Roger Moore looked and was, uh, and that was like part of the reason why they were sort of you know, slightly like trying to hook him off stage um, mm. after this. But um, yeah, so so he takes Bibi to see uh, the biathlon where an East German himbo called Erich Kriegler is God, I love, love this guy so good. I, do, Abigail, do you want to talk to us about Eric Kriegler and what his deal is? Eric Kriegler is dedicated to the task of killing James Bond. I That's mean, right. so he, 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 I mean, Kriegler, come on the show. Um, he's a biathlete. <laughs> Bibi tries to, uh, tries to hit on him. And he's just like, he looks at her like, what the fuck? I see like skis pass and like biathlon, uh, uh, listeners, if you don't know, it's where you do the skiing and the shooting. So like, ah, and also he's like East German. Uh, he's incredibly jacked. Um, but anyway, Bond goes skiing with Bibi and then he's like, right, I gotta go. Uh, but then secretly Kriegler follows him and tries to shoot him in the mm. woods in this like and, very and tense scene. Yeah, because before this, in a in a nice piece of establishing thing, we have seen him uh, like out of breath from cross country skiing, like ski up to the to the the range and like hit every single one of his shots yeah. with his rifle. Yeah. Um. And so he he pins Bond down with gunfire. He like shoots one of his ski poles in half. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, and then what we have, what follows is like, what feels like about an hour of like, yo, you ever heard of winter sports? It's just a lot of a ski yeah. chase. This is I, I had I I wrote down that this just feels like watching the Winter Olympics. Yeah, yeah, but no, Bond like goes from good. No, but, but it Bond it's sort of was like supposed to feel like you're watching the Winter Olympics yeah. because this yeah. was made in the 
uh, the aftermath of a Winter Olympics in the USA. So ah, the, the interest mm. in it was at an all-time high, so they thought they'd set it in a Winter Olympics location. Yeah, it, so uh, Bond Bond tries to escape from the pits, Gloria, where Blofeld has been perfecting his vaccine. <laughs> Sorry. So Bond tries to, like, escape, uh, like, he, he, like, skis, and then he goes down, like, a, a bobsled thing. He has to fight some guys in an ice hockey rink. Um, wait, 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 wait. That, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, wait, hold like, on. He, he does a bit of like a ski chase thing. There's a tense bit where like he gets into a ski lift with a bunch of civilians and they're also there. Um, then he skis, like he pretty much takes out all the henchmen apart from Kriegler. Bond skis down a bobsled run with Kriegler <laughs> right behind, on a motorbike yeah. behind him. Um, <laughs> then so they cool. both they both crash. Um, like First of all, like Kriegler fires his rifle empty, then throws his rifle at Bond, then picks yeah. up his motorbike and throws yeah, he goes full Wario mode. My man one, hates one thing, James Bond. One thing, one thing we're going to learn about Eric Kriegler is that he has one move, and it's lifting stuff over his head and throwing it at yeah, James with Bond. with both hands. But he's never said a word to Bond, but he fucking wants him dead. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I know who I'm nominating for the Kronstein Rosette, but like... Yeah, also, Bond, like, gets, Bond gets in a fight on a ski jump... Uh, if it, it like he's being chased by Locke, who has like an astounding fit of like a fur hat, and incidentally, if you go back and pause, uh, the 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 guy on the ski jump behind Locke is dressed and looks like exactly like Luigi. <laughs> he's wearing an all green ski suit with a green cap and a moustache, and he looks exactly like Luigi. Okay, I'm looking this up now, and if this delivers, it will be the episode art. It is. <laughs> One, I'm not even sure how you would look it up. Like, I mean, I guess I can try and find it in the actual thing, but it's it's the ski jump scene. But the bit, the guy standing directly behind Locke in that scene looks like Luigi Mario, plumber, mansion owner, uh, amateur Ghostbuster. Amateur Ghostbuster. He looks like Luigi. Hot he dog. Does. Um, also, one of the henchmen in that scene, a young Charles Dance. That's right. It's fucked up seeing Charles dance young. Mm. Yeah, full head I, of hair. I, I saw him and I really figured that. I was like, oh shit, this is a new character? It's just not. Mm-hmm. No. no. He's, just, he's just there for a few seconds. Mm. So Bo- Bond, Bond escapes. He goes to see BB again. She's like practicing ice skating with her like trainer, Miss Brink. Uh, and like I've written down in my notes here, Kriegler gay? Question mark. Because... <laughs> Because like her, the one thing that she says about Kriegler is, yeah, and he never takes any interest in girls, which I took to be like a heavy implication that like this man gay. Uh, but it's it's also possible that like he's just like his only love is like killing Bond. But I think to a 1981 audience, the read there is this man gay. I don't know. I've I've heard about gay people uh, from the film Diamonds Are Forever, and don't they typically uh, mince <laughs> make a noise. and make a specific yeah. kind of homophobic noise? Yeah, Kriegler does not make that noise. So something um, else in that scene is that Locke, Locke is wearing a white dove pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he it kills a guy and plants it on him. Yeah. Uh, which is important. Yeah. He kills Abel Ferrara, the guy who we didn't care to mention very much. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he looks like Luigi. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Uh, then, he, then looks... he looks exactly like Luigi. Looks like he Luigi. looks like Luigi. He looks like Luigi. Looks That's like a man Luigi. who looks like Luigi. He's dressed like Luigi. He's got the hat. He looks like Luigi. Anyway, uh... right, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but Bond survives one more, like, ice-themed assassination attempt, where three hockey players, three ice hockey players, like, try to bully him? They, it, they just hit him with sticks. Yeah. There is just... one, like, earnest attempt of trying to kill him, where they try to jam, like, the skate blade, mm. like, towards him to do to do a bit of a slice. Um, and then they just, like... Pummel him with a bit, bit of stakes while he chucks them into a, the hockey goal, yes. and the score increases. Like there is a scoreboard that registers right. that Bond is making, is doing points. <laughs> so, so someone <laughs> is sitting and like pushing a button. In this is how I'm imagining this. Yeah, is not interfering. It's not calling the cops, but it's like really invested into just like giving Bond hockey score. Yeah. Well, in fact, I mean, he, I guess... he like runs one of them down on a zamboni. I, mean, I, I guess fully you... expected like an Austin Powers sort of running over and like spreading out blood over the hockey. No, thing. that's on Deadpool. Her Majesty's Secret Service. All right. So Bond <laughs> Bond goes back to uh, to to Greece to Corfu uh, to to speak to Melina, but he tries to like find out more from from Aris Christos. So he has to go to a casino, right? Uh, where we see a guy named uh, Bunky being fin-domed. Yeah. Yeah, I've just written Bond obliterates a guy named Bunky at Baccarat. Unclear <laughs> how this connects. Yeah, yeah, and like also like genuinely it is like it's femdom shit. Like a tall blonde woman in a blue dress sidles up next to him and she's like, mm, I don't think you're betting enough for me, pay pig. Uh and like induces this man named Bunky to lose his entire shit to James Bond. Uh, fine. Okay. Cool. And this lady um, is uh, is allegedly the girlfriend of the dove, who is the kind of the dove, the big, the big, big bad. That's we right. have been told, who gambles with other people's money. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so Bond goes and has a lovely dinner with Christatos, which is quite funny. And Christatos, yeah, Christatos uh, is like, hey, you know, the dove, he's a really bad guy. Uh, like, you should. That's you should. him over there. That's him. Which was that's not him. a turn I was expecting. He's, this movie, yeah, right. Table. No, it was Those really good. Points, yeah. basically. Th th that that's him at the next table. It was from so us. good because you get Roger Moore's. You're like, and uh, where can I find the dove? He's like, yeah, he's there. He's like, yeah. Oh, oh. He's sitting it, over it's there. That guy going. played by being played by Topol. Yeah, yeah, by by Haim Topol. Uh, fucking yes, and like we we see Bond like zooms in on him, and we see that he's wearing little dove cufflinks, mm. and we're like, oh shit, that's a fucking that's the guy. Mm. That's the guy. Right. Um, so Bond, like, kind of vaguely agrees, oh, well, maybe I'm, I might have to kill him. But he's recorded doing this, and we see the dove mm. listening to this later. Yeah, he knows. Um, but, like, he he offers the Countess, this, this Findom, uh, a ride home uh, in Iris's car. And again, we get we get some sort of dialogue which you know heavily implies that Bond is about to get pegged. Uh, I'd really be most grateful. How grateful? Very. I adore grateful men. I adore grateful men. He's gonna men. get pegged, yeah. He's gonna get pegged. He's gonna... His next line is "bottoms up," so I think he really does. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I think he knows it. <laughs> um, okay. That's enthusiastic consent right there. I think this is nicely set up. Like she's, uh, we see her having an argument with the dove. So like, she's just been pissed off by her man. She's a horny gold digger. She is an older lady. She's kind of about Roger Moses. So this is like nicely set up. 
Um, and mm. then uh, Bond correctly deduces that she has been told to shag him uh, by the dove, but like she's kind of into it anyway, so yeah. whatever. The, the way he deduces this is uh, her accent slips. So like she she is pegging him or whatever, and she's like, oh, hey, oh. yeah, and from Liverpool. Like, yeah, from Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. That's how people from Liverpool sound, I'm pretty certain. Haven't checked. Mm. Look, but Moore turns down the barely legal jailbait and then yep. instantly beelines to a mill. Northern mill. I respect that so northern, much. Like yeah. Northern Soul, Northern yeah, Mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. This is, I, like, think, I think, probably the only Bond movie that he, like, is, where he has, like, good vibes sexually. Mm, yeah. Because I, I always hear about the bad vibes he has, but this, this one he's like. often. Yeah. Goes for the MILF, and that's respectable. Mm, I think it, she's into the it. The fact that he's he's a little bit older, and I think that's why I found this movie in general to be charming, is that so many of the major characters are quite old. He, and I, he subs to that MILF. And I can't um, help but think they just wouldn't make a movie with that elderly a main cast these days. No. Apart they, from Indiana Jones. They did oh, try Jesus. and make one with old Daniel Craig, but... It, it just didn't work because he was. Yeah, it's never coming out. It was just Daniel Craig. No, no, it was the it was the last one. It, they just put white stubble on Daniel Craig and said he's old now as he's like doing pull ups. And I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, Bond, Bond gets pegged in her like conversation pit, mm -hmm. and the next morning they they like go for a walk on the beach, and she's quite relaxed. She's had like a nice time. Bond's had a nice time. And he's like, yeah. oh, I was quite, I was quite looking forward to having breakfast with you. And of course, now at this point, we have to get a woman killed. But mm -hmm. this differs a bit from like Goldeneye or whatever, where like it just sort of happens off screen, right? Bond actively fails to save this woman's life, mm -hmm. uh, and it is presented as a failure, right? Mm -hmm. She is like run down on the beach by Locke and killed. Um, whereupon Bond is captured by the men of the Dove, mm. uh, who, who we are told his name is Milos Colombo, which is very funny to me. Want, just uh, just I, one more thing. I do want to Come say on. though that like they, they these people emerge from the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like they, they just they don't like show up in a car or anything. No. I, I I wrote down Attack of the Aqua Squad. <laughs> Because they just like emerge in wetsuits. They've got little doves on the wetsuits. Yeah, yeah. The extras from Thunderbolt of <laughs> where, where they just call him Columbo, so it's stuff like stopping Columbo will be difficult. Yeah, that is true. He he gets you with the like, uh, just one more thing. Yeah, you you uh, think he's you think he's you think he's about to leave you and he's not. And then he no, turns right around. That's right. Um yeah, so so like Bond gets knocked unconscious and wakes up on a yacht, uh, where he gets to meet the dove, who is like, it, it, it's it's Ali Karim Bay. It's Karim Bay. Yeah, it's Karim Bay. I, this is a good twist. Bay. This was a good twist. I liked it. Because you think he's going to be evil instead. No, it is the like jovial, uh, the jovial Bond ally character has been has been rewritten once again. Thank and you so, for like, saving his life, you are now his son. <laughs> Mr. Bond, you have what the Greeks call thrasos, guts. It's Sally Karen Bay. It's yeah. the first Bay. time I heard that, I did hear thrussy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Bond, I did as well. You yeah. have what the Greeks call thrussy. <laughs> Bond. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really wholesome. Like, he, yeah. they have like a, a real. 
just a comfy mm. moment where where like Bond is a bit like mistrusting a little bit. Like he thinks that this guy's bad and he 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 offers him some whiskey and Bond refuses, like, no, nah, I don't you're gonna poison mm. me or some shit. And he hands Bond a gun. Yeah. And they and they just become buddies. Yeah, like he he's like in front of a big map, and he's like, "Yeah, of course I'm a smuggler. I smuggle everything. I smuggle like, uh, you know, fucking pistachio gold, jewelry, nuts, gold. No uh, heroin not, though. Not heroin though, because I, you know, I've got a heart of gold. Uh, what about that white less. slavery? Uh, not not gonna answer any questions. Not mentioned. Slavery. Not mentioned. <laughs> um, because what what the dove tells Bond is that actually the real villain is Christatos, who has been lying to Bond in order to try and eliminate the Dove, his main competitor, because in fact, Christatos is the heroin-smuggling white slaver who is behind all of this and is trying to steal the underwater computer, which I had forgotten about, and then they remind us, uh, because he mm -hmm. wants to give it to the Russians. Again, to, to eliminate his competitor who does not smuggle heroin, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure why he's competing Again, anyway, they don't like uh, each so other. It's been said that they have a personal beef. That that is true. Yeah, and they were like old. Bo Bond mates, gets to be oh, like, good. ah, but like he was he was a hero in the resistance. The British government gave him this medal, right? Uh, and and the dove is like, yeah, because of like all of the other people he got killed who knew mm. better because he was a fucking double agent. Mm -hmm. uh, and since since you don't trust me. We're gonna go to his warehouse in Albania right now, right this fucking second, and we're gonna run away. We're gonna we're turn Albania. the right place now. over. Yeah, we're gonna turn the place over. Do you want to do some like? Do you want to do some raiding with me? Um, and Bond, of course, does. Uh, we we get a, a couple of fun fight scenes. There is one thing which I, I think a lot of people miss. There is a little implication here, which is uh, when they're in. Uh, Aris's uh, warehouse in Albania. There is a rack of sea mines of the kind that like blew oh, up the, the Saint yeah. George in the first Good place. Eye. And I believe, I believe the implication there is that like he has engineered this whole ah. thing start to finish. Oh. Uh, Good eye, Alice. Good eye. It's not. It's not explicit though. But it is. The, it's. I think it's like really close to the scene where uh, Bond just tastes some opium. <laughs> yeah, he does do that <laughs> yes. as well. I wrote that down. <laughs> He's like, hmm, opium. It's raw opium. Mm. It's very smart. For for <laughs> I have and the reason for why he does this is not stated. He's not there to investigate this like weird mystery liquid. Oh. Like he just wants to taste this and find out what it is. He just sees the opium. He's like, hey, taste the forbidden juice. No, this is this is a great scene, right? We we get my favorite moment in the movie, which is the like they both save each other's lives mm. in quick succession, and then like Bond jumps down from behind, and they both like pull guns on each other, and they oh, get no, a moment no. of like, huh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> which is fantastic. That's always good. Love that. Love, Love that. that, so that one of my favorite things to do yeah. in a movie is two guys accidentally like pull guns on each other and like, oh, yeah, really, really, really enjoy. The that. action sequences oh. in this film are very like good, very detailed, very well shot. I can tell where everyone is. Mm hmm. Locke Locke tries to like blow up the warehouse. Uh. Everybody escapes in time, and then we get to probably the funniest chase scene in this movie. Locke is driving like a Mercedes <laughs> up a mountain road <laughs> against the, the the powerhouse that is Roger Moore, agedly jogging up a long flight of stairs. He does it. Yeah. He does it. He's he's going. He's, he's not the even going like. That could. He's not going two <laughs> stairs at a time. He's going no, one he's... stair at a time. <laughs> 
He's the little like, engine that's just about good. He's he is running so slowly. It's like <laughs> heavily I'm gonna get you. Yeah. It's I'm like that bit in Monty Python when like <laughs> when he's running closer and closer to the castle. <laughs> <laughs> But like he 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 does catch him. He gets ahead of him. In fact, and he like shoots Locke, wounds him. The car goes out of control, and it's like balanced perfectly on the edge of a cliff. And Bond commits some cold-blooded murder. Little yeah, well, it's kind of deserved because we we established that Locke strangled Ferrara, Bond's friend, who who we skipped over, but was like kind of a nice guy. Um, and Locke did murder him in cold blood. And I even think Bond has a line where he's like, this is for Ferrara, and like kicks him off the... Yeah, he, he says that like, he holds up the, the dove pin and says, um, like, I think you left you this. You left this. You left yeah. this on Ferrara. And it, it like flips it like a coin into the perfectly balanced car. And that is what causes the car to tip over that like tiny like, pin weight. It's, that's probably one of the best scenes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Well, we're getting but, but, soft. Yeah, we are, I know. We are. Bond, 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 and, Bond and Melina have to go and find the wreck of the, the, the St. George, the spy ship. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, where, where are we going to find this? Where is it? Uh, well, it's not, it's not in his notes. So, ah, his notes are in shorthand that only mm. this woman can read. So, like, only uh, Melina has to be on board for this. Um, mm. and, and they sure. like, Clever. Fine, fine. They dive. They dive into the wreck, and then uh, they like retrieve the ATAC machine, which is a little typewriter thing, just like the Lecter decoding machine. Um, and then a guy in a big, immersion like <laughs> diving suit. Love this. Fights. Looking like power armor from Fallout. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's set up too, because like they, they, they showed that sort of power armor diving suit in the warehouse earlier mm. with the opium. Which um, it gets yeah. blown up, so they had another one, I guess. Yeah, um, what yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, he's just wearing a gym suit, like and it's it's such shallow water that things mm-hmm. built for like massively high pressure situations and the water is just like beautiful. Turquoise. Yeah, yeah I mean, Bond has this line. Submarine too. Bond has this line that because they're down so deep uh, and they need to breathe a special mixture of oxygen and helium, they can only stay there for eight minutes. But then the water is like you can see by moonlight, and it's like perfectly yeah. clear, and there's no mm. animals in it. It's like okay, I guess we are we are suspension suspension of disbelief. We believe that we're yeah. very deep, also, even though we're clearly not. W- when that guy in the massive power armor sneaks up on them, which he he does, he does uh, yeah, it's, it's literal. It's literally the Jaws music. It's the music from Jaws. Mm-hmm. The, the, they they like the the attitude that James Bond movies and the podcast Kill James Bond have to copyright is we share one, which yeah. is to say, uh, Fuck it. we don't we don't believe in it. So they just they just put the Jaws music in there. Um, You're allowed to if it's so, cool. That's right. That is right. Uh, so, like, Bond kills that guy by uh, blowing up his his suit with a little explosive charge. He uses the charge that was supposed yeah, to blow up the attack. Yes, thermite is that's yeah. a brutal way to kill a man. Yeah, yeah. That also yep. that also solves the riddle of why did they retrieve the attack rather than just destroy it? Because presumably the British mm. have another one. Um, but they because they have to use the explosive charge to kill this man in the enormous walking submarine. Yeah. Um, now we get a submarine fight between two submarines. You get a submarine. Robot fight. wars shit. 
which is so, incredible. Uh, e e Emilio Largo has like uh, gone ahead with his plan to like uh, in install the the nuclear bombs that he's stolen from the the RAF aircraft. Mm -hmm. And there's an underwater submarine fight. Uh, Bo yeah. Bond and uh, Bond and Melina get back to their ship, and they find that Christatos has done uh, the very easy and sensible thing of just being like, "Well, they're down there retrieving the attack system." but they're going to have to come up. So I'm just going to hijack their boat and wait for them to do my job for me, which honestly, yes. love it. Um, yeah. Kriegler is there. Work smarter, yeah. not harder. Oh, sure. Kriegler is there shirtless. and he is For no reason. For no fucking <laughs> reason. silent, just standing, like, yeah. flexing yeah, it is, constantly. It is important <laughs> to be able to see both of my nipples when I kill you. Uh, so. My love to kill James Bond can only be done I hate to bring up, topless. like, a years-old meme, but the vibe is the golden one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 100%. So, 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 Christatus tries to, like, have them keel hold? It's yeah. inventive. Chris, Chris, sort of. Like, they, they, they... They sort of wrap them up and try to drag yes. them across the the coral reefs and stuff. Doctor Katanga uh, cut, cuts them up a bit so the sharks will eat them, mm -hmm. and then like dips them in into the shark tank. There's and a no, henchman in the background wait. of this scene that it pops up as credited henchman attacked by shark, and I was like, <laughs> oh buddy, <laughs> you don't oh, want to be credited out, as that. I dream <laughs> of having <laughs> I dream of having that on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Cristalos does the very basic yeah, Bond they, thing they of like, don't kill them now. No, them. kill them in the way He's that I want. Fun, we're gonna like... tie them. We're gonna tie them to some rope and yoink them across the ocean and hope mm. that sharks eat them. <laughs> well, they'll yeah, drown and... or like yeah, whatever. Like, how much coral did they kill filming this incident? Yeah, legitimately, a lot of shots of them just like being dragged through some coral. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. Um, I do really like Cristalos as a villain. Because he's yeah. the first villain we've had who comes across as like kind of normal, like he's not mm. got a sort of weird underwater sea or space no, based he's just, genocide he's plan. Just a bit he's, sadistic. Yeah, he's just like a fucking gangster who's just like ah, I'm like trying to have some fun and make some money. Like he has dinner mm -hmm. with Bond and just seems like a normal dude. He doesn't have a weird like deformity for Bond to exploit or a gimmick. He's just just a dude. With, I mean, well, yeah, as we know, goatee is very bad. Nobody should ever have them. Um, That's right. But uh, yeah, he's just like trying to kill Bond because Bond's like in his financial way. And I, I just like him. I think he's fun. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, Bond apparently did not fucking bring the rotating bezel circular saw watch from the last time this happened to him. Yeah. He doesn't have any magic watches in this, which might be no. why I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of like Bond MacGuffins. Like he, he right? doesn't use like weird sci-fi shit except for the identograph in the beginning. Mm. <laughs> and the identograph uh, is good because it's played for laughs. Like mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the the way that Bond like defeats this is by sort of like wrapping the um the like the rope around a, like a spur of coral and then like trying to like snap the line which he does and then just waits for Christatos to get bored and be like oh the sharks have them yeah, yeah and when that um, line snaps the boat wobbles and this henchman he falls into the water and yeah, he does get attacked by, shark. by a shark um, mm -hmm. which no one in determinism strikes again <laughs> yeah um so like they don't know where the um such a pity laugh. <laughs> yes. They don't that was such they... a fucking like oh well done, Dev. That was that was well a really done, good setup Dev. punchline, bud. <laughs> yes. Would you like a sticker? So so they don't know where Christatus has taken the ATAC, which he has like gotten from them. But, but someone have... knows. 
Someone, Someone knows. Someone who has been offered a nut. Mm, they, they spoke about it loudly. In this movie. Uh, it's the fucking parrot. And the parrot has parroted back to Bond that, they, that they've gone to St. Cyril's Monastery. This, this is literally a Far Side cartoon. Yes. There's a far side card, you know, it's like a bunch of gangsters in a room with a parrot and they're like, all right, the new hideouts at like address. Let's all say it 40 to 50 times <laughs> so we remember. <laughs> so like, they have like yeah. a negotiation where, it's, where the, um, the East German guys like, I, I'll take this and I'll just go away before. Um, and and Christophus is just like, no, like I'm, I'm going to choose the location and you're going to give me money. Hmm. Uh, at this specific location, at this yeah. time, at this location. Yeah, we're going to go location. to St. Cyril's. Yeah. Uh, and then also, when we go to St. Cyril's, you're going to give me the <laughs> thing, and I'll give you the thing at St. Cyril's. Also, Kriegler is like, he's introduced as a West German, and then about halfway in, it's revealed that he's actually an East German. And it's he's like, right. well, oh wasn't my it God. implied that he was like a defector? Yeah, it was implied <laughs> he was a defector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like Bond, Bond gets back together with Milos Colombo, the Dove, uh, and he like brings some guy. He brings he brings five guys. He does. Yeah, this is the exact same thing as when he assaulted Blofeld's base at the top of Pitt's Glory with with the guy who wanted Bond to fuck his daughter. It's that. It's yeah, that he, thing he's like, hey, you're a lot like my f my like father-in-law now that I think about it, and also this guy that I met in Turkey called mm -hmm. Ali Karim Bey because I'm the same man in all of these films. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but Bond has to like climb up this sheer cliffside to the monastery to lower a basket down for the rest of them. It's good. And it's oh, it's sorry. great. Apart from, I'd be remiss. Um, hmm. Nonce of the Rose. <laughs> they're all dressed as very monks. good. Thank you. They are. Uh, yeah, and they all have leather jackets, which is cool. Uh, so like, but Bond climbs up there, but one of the guards, Apostis, notices, uh, and it, instead of calling for help. Or like sounding the alarm or whatever. <gasps> no, no. I really want to kill James Bond, which we approve of. Mm -hmm. But on my own and only in a climbing related way. Yeah. So he gets a rope and he shimmies down to try and like knock the the, the pegs that Bond has put in out of the mountainside. That's right. All I wrote here was Apostis putting in his application for the Kronstein Rosette. <laughs> He's going he, so far above what is. he needs to do. He is. Yeah, Bond is literally trying to pull himself up by his bootstraps mm. uh, as he's as he's getting more and more pegs like knocked out from under. Yeah, him. he literally uses his shoelaces, listener. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It's very it's, tense. It's, 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 it's good. Apart, it, it's tense. Apart from me thinking, dude, you could have just like shot him or said anything. But then, to any oh, hey, well, yeah, hey Bond, guys, I'm going it. down the mountain to, like, shoot this man. Yeah, or waited him for him to get to the top and then just shoot him. Just push him off. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no. Uh, Apostis, of course, gets killed and mm. F. Um, and flies Ricky. off comically from the sheer cliff yeah, also. Yeah, but Bond, Bo Bond, like, infiltrates the shed with the, like, basket and then there's another guard who does the exact same thing of never, ever calling for help. Yeah. He, like, sees the door is locked, sees the winch is moving, and is like, right, I'm gonna go in on my own and Right, see I'll what's sort up. this out. Right. Just in, yeah. <laughs> Aris Christophos is very, very big on, like, self-reliance, mm -hmm. right? He's not a teamwork guy. 
Uh, if you if you're gonna work for him, you better be prepared to like fix this bond shit yeah. on your own or not at all. And when um, when Melina and uh, and the and the dove come up with the dudes in the basket, Melina shoots this guy with a crossbow, and then they treat his wound because he's not dead. He's, he's like in pain, and yeah. like they're like helping him, but like also trying to keep him quiet. It's a nice touch that he wasn't just like immediately killed. I mm. I did appreciate that a great deal. Mm. Yeah, although the the dove then does go back and knock him unconscious. Yeah. But that's played for laughs. Yeah. Fair enough. So Gogo is on the way to collect the ATAC. Uh Bibi Dahl and uh her her mentor, Miss Brink, are also there. Bibi gets slapped a lot in this last yeah. couple of scenes. Yeah. Just like a couple of times in a row by everyone in the room. Just by kind of like it's a little bit like the you know uh, the fucking airplane thing where people are queuing up in the aisles to slap her. Christatos mm. <laughs> mm. is like trying to keep her sweet, and she's like, "Fuck off, you're a nonce." Yeah, um, mm. she's they, like, "We're gonna, we're gonna to have to go leave, to right." Yeah, yeah. They don't have to do not be around this guy anymore, mm. and mm. they reject uh, this creep, this nonce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so Bond, Bond sort of meets them halfway, and he's like, right, well, we'll help you if you help us, mm. and if you tell us where, where Christatos is, which, which she does. So Bond... Uh... <laughs> My notes say, Bond so... fights Kriegler, who is too jacked to be harmed. Kriegler, <laughs> Kriegler is he can only be disabled. He can never be destroyed. Yeah, so, so Kriegler has one move. He's yeah, even less than overhead. Bond's three. He picks an object up with both hands. <laughs> he takes it out above of the his head like fucking Captain Kirk. And yep. then just throws it. <sighs> and it takes this... him so long to reload his arms every time he does this. <laughs> <laughs> he goes one shot every time. And, and it works every time, mm. except for the last one. It feels like this uh, would have been Jaws had Jaws not turned good. They genuinely mm. wanted Jaws in this, and then they considered, oh, well, maybe we, since we're doing a slightly more serious tone, mm-hmm. we should not have Jaws be in this. Mm. Yeah, so they had Red Grant. Jaws mode. <laughs> oh my god, he yeah, is so, just Red Grant again. It's just Red Grant, yeah. yeah. So, so it's from Red, Gr- <laughs> Red Grant gets... But Bond kicks him out of a stained glass window. And, uh, and he falls very comically, once yeah, again. Yeah, he, t- he turns into a dummy part of the way down, which mm. is weird. <laughs> 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 very obviously too, like it's very clear that like, hang on, this is not yeah. the same individual who fell out. Uh, and and then Aris tries to escape with the attack, and the dove chases him, and we get old man fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really they nice. Slap each other around for a little bit. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, you're not as fast as you used to be, you old piece of shit. Um, and then he's like, ah, oh, you're also old. It's like, yeah, great, this is cool. Um, sorry, I, I wrote. Uh, Kriegler goes out like a bitch. Attack and receive. That is true. That is true. Uh, so the the old men both like fight each other to a standstill. Uh, Bond grabs the ATAC just in time for General Gogol, our boy, to arrive. Um, and Bond Bond throws the ATAC over the side of the cliff, mm-hmm. uh, where where it is destroyed. And the line is, um, "That's Dayton, comrade. You don't have it. I don't." Have and like the absolute cool. shagger that he is, Gogol not only stops his boy from killing Bond, which he could have done very easily, he just bursts out laughing. He's like, yep, you got me. 
Well, bye. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. See you in the next movie. This is this is entirely like workaday to me. I don't. Yeah. Fine. It's kind of when cool. he made the Dayton joke, I cheered because you flagged that as a possible punchline three movies ago. Mm. <laughs> I was like, you did it. Yeah. So did someone else. Yeah. Um. So uh, at this point, uh, Melina like really wants to kill Christatos. Um. And mm-hmm. Bond again, I think for the third time in this film, says to her, "Now look, you know, revenge." is not the way to go. You don't want to do this. You don't want to have this man's death on your conscience. Like he who pursues revenge must dig two graves and, you know, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Um, I just want to remind you, listener, of the fact that Bond spent 10 minutes of the opening of this film <laughs> killing an yes. unarmed disabled man with a helicopter yes. purely out of revenge. And Locke earlier on in the movie. And also <laughs> Locke. The exact same thing to Locke. So see, his objection seems like to be not as that I do. revenge is not womanly and that it will give her an ungainly gait if she kills him. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of ungainly gait, she has her third or fourth crossbow here. Yeah. Because yeah. it can't be the same crossbow. She, she, it doesn't even look chick. like the same crossbow. Picking up she, crossbow. Just, <laughs> she just loves crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> She's got so many. And she shot it, I think, like once or maybe twice. Mm. Yeah. She's She's now killed like two people with it, yeah. Yeah. So like, Aris Aris, like tries to pull a knife, I Mm -hmm. guess, and then the dove kills him by throwing a knife at him. Pretty unceremonious. Satisfying his revenge. Mm -hmm. It's pretty unceremonious, as you say. And then the dove sort of collapses and is being. We really should have been calling him Columbo this whole time. Columbo. Columbo Columbo is being is like one more thing and knifes the guy. Is being tended to by Bibi and Ms. Brink. And then, like, Bond gets this line, like, ah, I guess she has a new protege. And uh. Columbo gives, give, gives what I can own, what I have here written in all caps and double underlined, nonce wink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. That white slavery thing, bud, you never actually checked up on that. <laughs> Drugs, white slavery. Yeah. You, did, you never asked him about that, man. Mm. <laughs> uh, now then, um, I, I assume that that's the end of the film because uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't it, remember it was... anything else happening. And when I try to remember, I get a sharp pain in my head. And uh, it's and, and like hear a buzzing in my ears. I can't remember anything else happening in this film, so I assume that must be the end. And I have a taste in my mouth like copper, so I think we better just leave it there. Friends, comrades, how do we end a Bond movie? In the best, only possible way to do this. Well, the last two having times they, they were like, we're going to send this footage directly to the White House and Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. But where else can they possibly send that footage? The end of Perhaps. number ten Downing Street. But they we see we see we see Q setting up the line as Bond and Melina are fucking, and um, we see a gloved hand answer the phone in a kitchen. You know who it is? Oh, baby, is Maggie the one and only? <laughs> is Maggie baby? Maggie Thatcher? It's fucking Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> Which blue like this the, that this takes the movie from okay to great. It's so good. <laughs> it's a perfect ending. And, but but not only not only does do they try to get Thatcher to talk to James Bond, she actually talks to the one and only the fucking parrot. The, the, the fucking the parrot. parrot. The fucking. And so, who the, flirts the, with, th- with Thatcher? Yes. Horny yes, Margaret par- Thatcher talks to a parrot 
And, and if you are hearing that sweat. phrase and you have been activated. <laughs> <laughs> the power goes, into it give, us, give us a kiss. And Margaret Thatcher, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Well, really, Mr. Bond. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to be thinking parrot. about that in my fuck. Sounds my, that, like that a that parrot. That's the sound of my fucking sleep paralysis demon. Oh, really, Mr. Bond? Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna Not wake up with However. that kneeling on my fucking chest. It's it's the thematic parallel because here is the chuckling that is also in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so my, oh, really, Mr. Bond? Oh. My question is: Are they making fun of Margaret Thatcher in this scene? Because it's yes, are, are but they? in an in an affectionate yeah, way. Yeah, they also have her useless, effeminate. Yeah husband as well who's like very strangely played he just like sidles in and limply waves at the camera i don't but are they are they making fun of her sort i can't of. tell i think like it, it might be honoring it might be like humanizing yeah that's mm. what i don't like about it because i mean not like listeners not to get like too serious for a moment but this is a woman who is responsible for many many deaths of people One of the like, worst people in the world. Of people like yeah. us, of gay people and trans people whose economic and political policies like ruined so many lives, and especially in the North where I'm from. This this is like a person to me who is like not funny. This is like not a figure of fun. And like to have her like suddenly appear at the end like that's okay. I was like, fuck you, James Bond, you fucking ass. Really, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Like, like to name just one of her policies, like Section Twenty Eight, is like has like touched mine and Devon and Alice's lives in a very bad way. Like, I was so upset by this scene. And it's even just from like a a, a movie perspective, right? Yeah. Like, it's been a good movie so far. We had the we had mm. my favorite Bond theme. We had like some nice vibes, and then in the last minute and twenty seconds, yeah, just destroyed just my brain. Goes off they the just, ski slope. They hit you with a fucking pile driver from the upper ionosphere. They just drop <laughs> Margaret Thatcher on your lap in the final like, second. Completely like, shoehorned. Not not only Maggie Thatcher just shoehorned in, but like horny too. Yeah, horny Maggie Thatcher. Mm. Which, really, Mister Bond. Oh, Mr. Bond. And in real life, of course, she was horny only for blood. Um, I mean, I <laughs> Which did. Is why I take to James Bond. I take some consolation for the fact that she is dead and died horribly and is in hell. Um, but still, it's like you've got to put That's a content warning true. on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, trigger warning for Thatcher. Maggie Thatcher approaching, yeah. <laughs> like Challenger approaching from Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. I just need that, that on the, the screen. the beginning of the movie, that Thatcher is part of this. Yeah. A yeah. countdown yeah. to her appearance from the beginning <laughs> of the top court. Like two hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely destroyed my brain in the final seconds from of the viewers, film. Like... Viewers at home uh, may, wish to, may wish to turn away now. Because Margaret Thatcher will be appearing on the screen. I'm triggered. I'm owned. I'm a snowflake. I'm the woke left. Uh, Mm. Margaret Thatcher must not be allowed at Pride. Um, (laughs) There could be children there. But we have a science-based system on this podcast. We do. That's right. We We have a 100% science-based dragon MMO that we use on this podcast. It's called the Scum System Mm -hmm. for Smarm. Cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. So, on a rough scale of zero to seven, 
where would we put this movie in terms of smarm? Not a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I'm I'm coming in here from the perspective of only having seen this. I have no external contest, but it's not that smarmy. I expected mm. a lot yeah. worse. And there's enough sincere moments that kind of counter that. Mm. And what smarm there is, like Bond giving the kind of like shit-eating look to the guys in the car over, like it just just makes me go like, oh, you daft old bastard, which yeah. is like that distinct for me. So yeah. I want to say this is like low smarm. I say it might even be like a one, you know? I think it's about oh, on par two. with Her Majesty's Secret Service, which was a two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I do. I did. I did too. Okay. Cultural insensitivity. Mm. They, do, they do have a lot of uh, they do have a lot of olives when they're in Greece. There's a lot, <laughs> which I feel is a little bit stereotyping. And that Greek guy is um, eating pistachios the, only the entire sense. time. <laughs> it true. is racist against Germans uh, mm -hmm. by portraying them as like big buff blonde dudes. Yeah, with their they invade Albania's territorial waters. I don't know. We're clutching at straws here. I think. Twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty it's low. Not that bad. It's like a one or a two. I think it could be. I'd I, I say one, even. Yeah? Yeah. Guys, I'm, um, I'm worried, because there's not that much racism either. Wow, We that's, might be that's... on track for a phenomenal mm. response here. Uh, unprovoked um, violence. He does, he does yeah, well, kill, getting... like, a disabled man in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, this he, is he like does. Clear well, it's kind of seven. provoked. He did kill no, his it's wife. Not. <laughs> it's not like, I, I think there's a difference between, it's... like, provoked... I, it's not, like... I think, I think we have to set out right now that, like, when we mean unprovoked, we don't mean, like, there is no cause to Bond doing the violence, merely that it is, like, it's like in an cold blood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little okay, bit more yeah. than maybe is called for. Um, I would say so I that, would say a five just because just because wow, of the way it starts wow. out, but it does like I would say it higher. I do five. I do five. Yeah, because he does. After a while, he does go this like, "Don't revenge is bad. Don't do revenge." But only when it comes to women. Like, <laughs> does he can do revenge on murder a couple of people? But mm -hmm. no, I think what well, I mean when he kills uh, when he kills Locke, that's definitely provoked. He is sure. helpless before him though. At the mercy yeah. of Bond at that point. What about though. three? What about three or four? I'll do four. I'm not coming down below four. Four? Yeah, oh, okay, then. sure. Uh, and finally, now, misogyny. The woman. Absolutely <laughs> zero. There's, there's so no little. misogyny in this movie. None there's at all. such a remarkably small amount it's for a fucking Bond film, especially for a Roger Moore Bond film. Yeah, Absolutely it's... wild stuff. He, turned, he, he actively doesn't nonce. Yeah. This is the most I... incredible thing I've seen in my non-watching career. I would give it a little bit of misogyny because he doesn't actually follow through on his promise of of buying an ice cream. Yeah. No, you are right. <laughs> That's so true. He doesn't buy her an ice cream. Lying yeah. to women, though. They do still have sex at the end, which I didn't. I wanted them to like, you know, sort of hold hands. There's a lovely scene mm. where like she's crying over Jeffrey Epstein and like Bond comforts her rather than nonces mm. her. Like, so yeah. I want to give it like a one or a one or a two. What do we think? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I go one. Yeah. I do have a I do have a joke anecdote here. Uh, from he does scare a lot of people at the transsexual pool party. <laughs> That's true. He does. He does, he does scare does. a lot of women there. Yeah, which, uh, it's not and, a real and, misogyny, and but he it's like there. kills <laughs> the only guy who we've seen like you know hang out with a transsexual. Hey, you know what? He doesn't so, do like, that. Oh no, you're Melina right. Doesn't he doesn't even does. do it. Yeah, Melina, Melina does, it. does that. Is Melina a tough? <laughs> Has to kill it's every probable. trans ally. Mm. Um, we don't know why Hector Gonzalez took that money. Maybe he was doing it to pay for surgery. Attica. Yeah. 
Attica. Attica. <laughs> uh, so, wow. where does that leave us? My goodness. That leaves us with a score of eight, which means no. it is tied with On no. Her Majesty's Secret Service what for the, the best Bond film so far. They nearly what unseated the Lazenby. The strongest Roger me. Moore. By a, Roger Moore now has the most offensive and least offensive. He's <laughs> a land of contrasts. Like you're telling you are telling me that that the, the 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 like the joint least worst James Bond movie is the one that includes Blofeld going. I hope you have a nice fright. Yes. yes, yes, I'm afraid it's so. It's objectively the best Bond movie. I also had a lot of fun watching this. Like, I think overall it's a good good enough film. Like, the action is well until edited. Until the last two minutes. Until the last two minutes when I had an aneurysm. Um, and the first ten minutes <laughs> when you can, like, walk in late if you, like, get popcorn or whatever. But, like, mm. I, I think it's good. Like, they learned how to make movies finally. I really want them to, like, nail the next one. I know that given Roger Moore's past performance, the next one's probably going to have him, like doing blackface and committing a series of assaults. Um, but, like, it's... Because he alternates. He, he does, does something even more offensive, personally. It's not blackface. He does clown face. Oh, <laughs> he invades clown spaces. It's fucked up. You can tell by the ungainly gait. <laughs> you can tell because his gait's too gainly. Before we, like, wrap this up... <laughs> Why why does this movie give me emotions? What why did I like this movie? Why did I like the theme to this movie? What, what there there is something going on here. There's yeah. a vibe that I can't quite put my finger on. And much like Columbo, I want one just one more th I want to find out why I like feel this way about this movie and I don't know. I think I, I, I'm coming in obviously blind, but I mm. watched some trailers for other Bond movies to sort of give, prepare myself with a vibe. Mm. And I think this is one of the few uh, that isn't just outlandish. Like this is like rooted in some sort of like almost like plausibility. Because mm. in, in the one before this, he goes to space, right? Yes, he yes, does, he does. Yes, he went to space. Yeah, and there's like this is Bond moon after having gone one. to space. Yes. So I, I feel like there's just more space for emotional acting and more space for like connection like when they're in the sled for example and they're talking about like mm. revenge and talking about like um greater purpose because he's also mentioning that like she asks if if his mission is more important than her parents and he just comforts her in a, in a, in a, mm. in a bit and i don't think that that's something that's really present in a lot of these in a lot of these sort of spy sci-fi thriller movies, in that sense, it's a it's less MacGuffin-y, It's more, more like emotionally based, and I think that's mm. maybe why it's it's hitting so good. I think, I think, and I hate to add so much credence to your opinions, Alice, but I think mm. this movie of was written for Timothy Dalton. Yeah, that's true. But mm. but there's something weird going on here, right? And I think what's weird is. If you had done this with Dalton, it would have been a straightforwardly good movie, mm -hmm. right? Like, minus the Thatcher stuff, minus the, like, Blofeld stuff. Uh, like, I think Dalton probably would have had chemistry with Melina. I think that, like, the fucking, the sex thing would be less weird. Mm -hmm. I think, like, BB wanting to fuck him would be less weird. But with Roger Moore, it's like it's a different animal because he's, like... 
I I don't know. There's an entirely different vibe that's not quite intended, and I I I don't know. I don't know how to explain this without getting like very sort of bodies and spaces. And if I ever accuse James Bond of queering anything, I want you to shoot me in the face. So like I I I'm gonna stop with like I don't know. But like there is something here that like I can't quite articulate, and I'm gonna come back to it at, like at a future time. I think. I think a lot of it is a theme song. The theme, the theme song is like, is gay as hell, especially during section yep. 28. Like, mm. yeah, maybe I'm an she open book them. because I know your mind, but you won't need to read between the lines. Like, it goes. Yeah, it's gay. It's gay. That's it's gay. gay. It's the gay one. It's gay. It's the gay one. It's the gay one. I think my my personal reason I like this. I think there's something mm. else about it that I can't quite word. I, I will also come back to this. But again, it's it's that they're all so old, yeah. right? Because, mm. like, Moneypenny is looking downright guilty. Uh, just genuinely very homely, lovely mm-hmm. lass. Mm-hmm. M isn't in it because the actor who played him has got cancer and is currently dying. Yeah. Like, Desmond Llewellyn is just staring into different parts of the frame every so often because he's forgotten where he is. And yep. Roger Moore looking old as shit as ever. And it's it's such a strange feeling that yeah. this is a blockbuster action film starring people who are actively senescing before our eyes. Mm. This was like a, a safety film because the studio needed to like rescue itself after Heaven's Gate. So... Mm. Yeah, it took a lot a of the main staff of the gate. studio. <laughs> well, what are we doing we next time, Alice? Oh God! Oh Christ! We're probably gonna have to do "Never Say Never Again." <gasps> that's not. Or is it Octopussy? It's Octopussy it? next. It's Octopussy is the one that's. We're, please, we're talking to someone who's gonna be watching Octopussy. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we should. Uh, the next one is going to James Bond will return in the name of the movie. Really is Octopussy. Yep. Uh, it's just yep. Get it yep, out. Octopussy yep, that's, surgery. That, um, that's the name of the film. To get rid Octo- of the ungainly game. Octopussy. Mia, where can the people find you? <laughs> God, that's a good question. I'm coming now. By the very end, I'm just like realizing enter, how little yeah. I have contributed to this movie and no, shut up. You've been nah, great. Been enter, enter, enter Mia's like description into the identograph. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can you can find me via the identigraph um, at uh, extraordinarily tall and also on like by googling my name I guess you can go to miamolder.com <laughs> and you can find my YouTube channel where I make uh, where I make videos just like Abby but worse uh, and I can also <laughs> go uh, you can also go to Twitter uh, at potato politics where I tweet uh, just like Alice but worse uh, that's and, not uh, true you also have a podcast don't you Mia? I do have a podcast. Uh, I, I it's called Leech Fest. It's a medical history podcast, uh, which isn't as it's not it's not as like. If you say it's not as good as this, I'm gonna no, fight no, no. you. No, no, no. It is. Life. It is amazing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit the podcast. Don't get wrong. It's better than works. this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, don't that's fucking not get me difficult. twisted here. <laughs> no. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's amazing. No, but it's good. It's not. It's not like a comedy thing in that sense. It's more like uh, we talk about actual medical history. Yeah, uh, we just released an episode about uh, the history of autism. Uh, we also have 
an episode coming up on space medicine, which doesn't include James Bond, but it does include a bunch of Nazis and uh, the American space program. So that's fun. That sounds cool as hell. So check that out. I'm going to play us out with me hammering the random terrible drop button. It's extremely good that you've come back to that because we really did just start being actually quite thoughtful and analytical near the oh. end there. A man comes. It's called Kill James Bond. And it's hosted by Alice. Oh, I've met it, sir. All right. Devon here about two weeks later, just popping in to say the word that we were looking for towards the end of this episode, but we never managed to find is elegiac. The entire movie feels elegiac. The reason for this, as Abigail Thorne posits, is that Bernard Lee was dying during the filming of this. The sense of loss was so great, it hung over the entire production. Every single cast member's performance is it gives the impression of them continuing while understanding that they are in the process of losing something great and that comes across um, in such a manner as to profoundly depress and upset every single one of us um, it's unfortunate however we were so upset that we forgot to actually hand out any of our awards that we do so since no one is able to stop me I'd like to say the Kronstein Rosette um, goes to Apostis, who is the guy who, instead of just getting some help, decided to abseil down the side of a mountain and personally kick Bond's uh, climbing anchors out of the wall himself instead of using, like, I don't know, a gun or anything like that. That's really going above and beyond in the service of duty. Shame you fucking died, idiot. Get some help next time. And the Good night, Cross. Uh, goes to. Uh, I mean, look, look, look. I bet you're gonna think it's going to be going to Colombo, um, but actually, I'm still a little bit help on that whole white slavery business. So instead, I'm gonna give it to Bunky, the guy who is getting fucking obliterated at Baccarat. I think he deserves it. Good night, Cross to Bunky. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Our wonderful guest this time, Mia Mulder, can be found at many of the links that will be in the description. This is currently during the Kill James Bond Banquet of Forgiveness, which means that the previous bonus episode, Name of the Rose, with Dr. Eleanor Yonaga, and the next bonus episode, uh, Cars 2, will both be available on the free feed. So check those out while you have the time too. Um, but if you would like more bonus episodes, several in fact, going back the entire runtime of this podcast, you can head on down to patreon.com forward slash killjamesbond, all one word, to join our wonderful and beautiful patrons. Special thanks, of course, to those £15 and above patrons, and those are George Rohack, Jack Holmes, Paint McCullough, Sol, Amanda Rogder, Bobby Lagerstrom, Nikki, Kentucky Fried Commie, Field Commissar, Jen Jen, Jack Bushel, Amber de Grazia, Larrykins, Tarp underscore O, Mothmat, Timothy Pajorni, Jay Martindale, Pete Snorrison, Trip. Big Titty Golf Girl, Benno Rice, Richard Drum, Josh Simmons, David Wick, Maramaratna, Elizabeth Cox, Alfredo, Kinyu92, Rayo Leal, Jonah Schwamberger, Zoe Shepard, James Knappman, and Robbie Morgan. If you'd like to put your name in those hallowed halls, please run. Don't walk. 
patreon.com slash killjamesbond. Um, yeah, I reckon that's all I have to say. Sorry, I'm really fucking drunk right now. Um, I, I didn't realize that this was an alcoholic drink, um, but actually it turns out it was about 13% and I just smashed essentially just a, a bottle of sake on my own. Um, you can uh, pay, uh, kill James Bond will return in uh, Octopussy later on this has been Kill James Bond starring Alice Alexander, Abigail Thorne and Devon our producer as always is the wonderful Nate Bethay our podcast art is by Matty Lepchensky and our website is by Tom Allen see ya